1: well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com
2: time for mike connie to jump into the program get the, the thoughts of the man of many hats mike how you doing
0: i'm good guys how are you pretty good pretty good so mike before we get into to lenny United and all, all things sports how was that meal that you made this weekend, man? I, I
1: think it turned out okay, you know, trying to make the best of uh, the late tomato season, you know, I was in the mood for a caprese salad, and uh, well, you gotta have some beef with that, right? So, uh, it turned out great. Uh, it was a, a fun little thing to do between the raindrops on Saturday, dude. But I'm I'm looking at it right now, and the food presentation, Mike Conti. Well, I mean, here, here's the thing: I'm trying to get a little bougie here because <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I think one day there's probably gonna be a day, hopefully. Way, way down the road when maybe I won't be able to talk on the radio anymore. And I've got to think ahead to my next career, which might be in food or, uh, you know, food critique and, and not opening a restaurant or anything like that. I can't do that. But I could I could sure as heck eat food and write about what I'm eating. So uh, I'm trying to get a little bougie and uh, make the photography look as professional as possible. Don't be fooled. It didn't look that pretty on my plate.
0: Man, listen, that looked that looked great, though. That looked that looked really, really great. But okay, let's talk let's talk a little sport, shall we? Joseph Martinez. I did not know, Mike, when they hit me with that stat. It has been almost
1: 2 years since he scored a goal at home. What was, what was that yeah. like for you to call that when you saw it? That's crazy. I I for I got to be honest with you, Hugh, I did not realize until after the match that that was his first home goal since 2019. For some reason, I thought maybe he had scored at home earlier this year. So, that really didn't hit me until the end. Uh, it was a really beautifully worked team goal that started with uh, Marcelino Moreno nutmegging his man, getting it up to Barco off a deflection. Barco puts in a good cross, and Joseph slots it home. The finish by Joseph—I mean, it was a good finish—and and he gets the goal. But it really was Moreno and Barco who helped to earn that goal, and Atlanta United made it stand up. Joseph almost got a second; he was just a step offside later in the second half, but. Uh, You know, it's interesting. I expected a really high-scoring match yesterday. We did not get it. The fact that Atlanta United threw a clean sheet on LAFC, I think, is the most impressive headline of the day. Not to take anything away from Joseph, obviously. But Joseph has scored three goals in his last three matches. So this is really, really encouraging. I mean, when you get Joseph on that goal-per-game pace, Atlanta United becomes hard to beat. And, in fact, they have not been beaten in their last three matches now. They're 2-0-1. So... Playing well as uh, kind of the soft spot of the schedule continues Wednesday against Toronto, who's in last place in the league. And I, I think statistically, if you look it up, in matches where Joseph scores, Atlanta United uh, has a very, very lopsided record, more wins than draws or losses. So uh, hopefully it's a trend that continues.
2: Mike Connie with John and Hugh. Um, Joseph clearly off on the second goal. I'm I'm not sure. that. I mean, boy, that was a – Pretty close call on the set piece on LAFC. As I thought it was, sides.
1: too. Yeah, but, I mean, it went to VAR, but and they, they found I, I, a conclusive angle. I know, angle. I get that.
2: It does, it, and that's fine. Uh, I'm not arguing that. It does point out, again, though, that it, for whatever reason, it has been an ongoing situation where set pieces have been a net negative, or it seems that way for Atlanta United, and United's inability to – I mean, Kevin Kratz was like a, a specialist at it, and, you know, he's long gone. And defending set pieces, I, it's just not something that bodes well for United. It's something that's got to turn around at some point.
1: Well, I mean, they're they're tough plays. Uh, they're tough plays to defend. They're tough plays to convert. Um, you know, and you're. I don't disagree. Atlanta United has had some issues defending set pieces. I, I think the thing that scares you a little bit, and you saw it again yesterday, is – Um, opposing players are finding ways to get their head on the ball even when they're in traffic or being marked. And I I don't know what more Atlanta United can do to refine that defensively. I mean, the good news is Rob Valentino and Gonzalo Pineda, who will come in later this week, they have more than enough film right now to study, more than enough. And more than enough examples uh, to point to, okay, we need to fix this, we need to fix this on set pieces. In some cases, like the set-piece goal that Columbus had last Saturday, they ran a really nice pick play. You've you got to tip your cap to them. Uh, some teams run actions that might be, to use an American football term, an unscouted look. So they're tricky. They're, they're tricky to convert. They're tricky to defend. Uh, I don't want that to take away from the fact, again, though, that Atlanta United clean sheeted LAFC yesterday, and mm-hmm. they've won two in yeah, a row, and true. they're unbeaten in their last three.
2: So what do we expect from Pineda? What, what kind of changes do you think will happen? Once I really
1: don't think much, John. I think Gonzalo Pineda tried to make it pretty clear in his introductory press conference on Thursday. He's looking at the infrastructure of Atlanta United right now. He's looking at this roster, and it sounds like he feels good about what he's walking into. Uh, several times on Thursday he sang the praises of Rob Valentino and the job that Rob has done as as the interim head coach, which is a big reason why Pineda is keeping Rob Valentino on his coaching staff. I think Pineda really wants that continuity to exist through this transition. They don't want the transition to be disruptive. So I don't think you're going to see Atlanta United playing that much differently, at least for the remainder of this season under Gonzalo Pineda because you don't have the luxury of a training camp where a new coach can come in and implement all these changes. On top of it, again, Atlanta United's getting warm. I mean, They're not hot yet, but they're getting warm. They're approaching that playoff line. They keep chipping away at the difference. They're now five points below the playoff line, still with, uh, I think, 15 matches left to play, so plenty of time. I don't think Pineda's going to want to come in here and shake things up all that much. The one big difference we will see is, is Luisa Aruju eventually being introduced into this lineup once his visa clears, and that will be interesting to see because, from a positional standpoint, you do wonder: okay, who's going to come out of the 11 to make way for Aruju? Because you've got a lot of players playing extremely well right now. That might be the one big difference that you're going to see under Pineda. But that's not a Pineda thing; that's new personnel coming into the mix.
0: What did you What did you think when Joseph said he contemplated? Uh... You know, retiring.
1: I was shocked. I, I had no idea until uh, everything was revealed after the match yesterday uh, exactly how many setbacks he had and how serious those setbacks were. Uh, I did not realize until Joseph revealed it after the match yesterday that I guess last December uh, he was back in the hospital because of an infection related mm-hmm. to the surgery. I mean, that's really scary. Um, I had no idea. I mean, I, I think everything we had heard about his recovery was it was slow, but it, he didn't really have any setbacks. It sounds like that's not the case at all, that he had several very serious setbacks. So that that's one of those things like, you know, now in hindsight, he's still playing and, and he's getting back to the form that uh, he was in in 2019. Slowly, he's not there yet, but he's getting there. But that's like when you hear – um when you hear a family member say, you know, um, you know th- this this almost happened one time, and if it would have happened, then life would have been a lot different for you. I think Atlanta United fans are hearing that and thinking, wow, life could have been a lot different if Joseph Martinez had made the decision to retire this past winter. Certainly I'm glad he did not. But I, I was shocked. I had no idea that any of that was going on until he revealed it yesterday.
2: Mike, honey. All right, Mike, uh, question of the day for Falcons is – It's only one game, or I'm a little worried.
1: It's only one game. Uh, But, I mean, I I think if Matt Ryan, God forbid, if something were to happen to him this year, I think the Falcons would be in serious danger of uh, having a very, very bad season, just based on what I saw from the quarterbacks Friday night. But outside of that, John, honestly, my big takeaway was the Titans' backups are better than the Falcons' backups. That's all I can really take from it. I'll start to really get concerned if I see – the everyday Falcons players, the one that you're the ones that you're really going to rely upon in twenty twenty one, struggling in a preseason game, and I'm guessing if we see them much at all, we're going to see them this Saturday in Miami. So that's the we, unfortunately, I have an Atlanta United match at the same time, but uh, that's the one that I'll really be keeping an eye out for. It's the first preseason game; they never look pretty. I will say this: I, I will say this. One critique of Dan Quinn. Was that maybe he and his staff did not prioritize preseason games enough? Remember, I think Dan Quinn, like on his career, was what like one in fifteen in the preseason or something like that. Like it was a really weird, ridiculously poor record in preseason games. And you started to hear the complaint, you know, maybe they aren't prioritizing the preseason enough, and that's why they're they're not looking very good in Week One of the regular season. Not saying that's the case with Arthur Smith and his staff, but it's just something to keep an eye on, because I do think there is value uh, in trying to get something tangible out of these preseason games, and the Falcons, in my opinion, got nothing tangible out of Friday night.
2: That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, nothing tangible. I mean, it, just, it was really bad. Um, and no, I, I I agree. It's just backups and and, and whatnot, but boy, there, there's a serious depth issue on this team, and especially when it comes to the offensive line because I'm not even sure you have five starters right now but frankly I don't think you do
1: yeah but I think you get what's today's date today is August 16th the season opener is September 13th I mean I think that's the thing we kind of lose track of they're still in training camp I mean they haven't even transitioned into like game week mode yet they're still in training camp so that they have plenty of time to sort this out it, it's the same thing I see with the Hawks in summer league. I've just seen so much overreaction to what's happened in the summer league for the Hawks when 90% of the players who are playing in that summer league are not going to be in the NBA this year. You want to see the guys who are going to be in the NBA dominating, and I think that's what you've seen from Jalen Johnson and, and Skyler Mays and Sharif Cooper. That's a good sign, but there's only so much you can take out of summer league, and I, I feel like there's only – a very little tiny bit you can take out of the first preseason game. So let's revisit this this time next week when maybe we see more of the starters against Miami. I'm going to try to be low-key. About some of the deficiencies that I saw Friday night.
0: I don't know, Mike County. That that bold bo, man. He, he, <laughs> hey, he's been balling now. Right? he has.
1: Well, no, but but Hugh, that's the thing. Like, okay, he's probably gonna be in the NBA this year, or or at least a two-way player. Like, that's what you want to see. If you see a guy who's going to be in the NBA this year struggling in summer league, that's a red flag. I think uh-huh. you've really seen it in summer league this year. Uh, this draft class, and and again with the Hawks, with Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper. They've gone into summer league, and they've dominated against guys who are probably not going to be in the NBA this year. That's what you need to see. Hawks have one more summer league game tonight against the Knicks. Then they'll go home. You hope everyone gets through tonight healthy. And then you've got training camp opening next month. So, uh, you know, rest your body and get right for the next six weeks because this season is going to start very, very quickly.
2: So is Mike, Mike Connie, thanks much. Okay,
0: guys.